everyone. Hope you're doing well wherever you are in the world. Really appreciate you tuning into this episode with Marty Merritt, who is a plant-based cyclist who rides for Team Smart Sky, based out of Girona right now. Um, he is doing major things in the world of cycling with his collective, the Black Foxes. If you haven't heard of them, do check them out. He's also an ambassador for a ton of major brands. When I chat to Marty, you really could feel the energy that this guy is pushing out there. He is on a mission um, to bring great things and more diversity to the sport that we all love. So hope you enjoy this one. Check it out. Hey, how's it going, Kofi? I'm very well, Marty. I'm very well. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I think my camera's stuck, but as long as you can hear me, that's cool for now, I guess. I can hear you and I can see you. I can see you as well. So thanks so much for joining us. How, how's your week going, going so far? I'm doing great. Is today your birthday? It's not really my birthday, but my name, if you, if you haven't come across it before, is Kofi. And it, it means that it's born on a Friday, effectively, from its Ghanaian heritage. So I'm claiming it every Friday is my birthday. That's how I'm rolling oh. right now. Nice. My actual birthday was last Friday, so. <laughs> I know. Happy birthday to you. You celebrated a big one, though. Uh, 42. Wow. You're looking good on it. You're looking very good on it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. You too. Thank you. Thank you. I'm how, my, my how old are you? Oh, have a guess. We can play this game. How old do you reckon? I like this. Well, you know, it's, you know, black don't crack, so you could be, you could be 70 for all I know. But no, I'm going to say, I, I'm going to say we're the same age. Okay. Not far. Not far. I'm going to be 40 on Boxing Day. Oh. At this point, you should see my face. It's looking a bit like this. It's cool. All this money I've been spending on moisturizers, I thought he'd at least hit me with 32. But it's cool. All right. Yeah, dude. Good man. Thank you. Good Thank man. you very much. So, so um, we've got a few people popping in here. Kwaba Yoga said, Happy birthday to you, Marty. Yeah, um, I'm going to say. <laughs> and um good friend of mine kenny sykes is on here david i see you in the house as well so welcome um so martin if it's all right i think we we've got just under an hour because you know how instagram live cuts you off so there's a lot to cover so can i do just a quick introduction of myself and what i'm about and then maybe turn over to you to do the same and then we can get into it perfect yeah no problem Absolutely brilliant. So um, for those of you who don't know me have just tuned in um, for the first time, my name is Kofi and I'm the founder of Rife for Unity, which I'm sporting, sporting here, my logo. Um, the aim of Rife for Unity really is to celebrate the unity and the diversity within um, cycling with the goal of increasing participation, ultimately. Um, what, what I recognise and what we recognise is that cyclists come in all different shapes, sizes, sexes and indeed shades. Um, and we might not be front page news, but we're definitely out here with you. And I want to ensure that with these talks, by speaking to a wide range of cyclists, we might inspire other people to either take up cycling for the first time, or if you cycle already, um, do a little bit more. So that's about me. Um, that's about Ride for Unity. Uh, maybe at the end I'll talk about how we're sort of doing that. But Marty, over to you really, just to tell us, you know, who you are, where you are, and your involvement in cycling right now, please. Okay, great. Well, thanks for well, first of all, thanks for having me. It's uh, great to see that uh, uh, you're doing something so beautiful uh, with cycling. Thank you. Uh, my name, my name is uh, my name is Marty Merritt. I'm from Chicago, Illinois, and I 
let's say here. So I don't know where to begin. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm from Chicago. I have been active on the bike since uh, late, 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 like December of 2015. So I got my first uh, bike and racing and riding since then. Uh, at the uh, you know local Cat Three level uh, in the Chicago Land area, um, in 2016 I moved to Spain um, uh, to Barcelona, and I've been here ever since. But uh, I've uh, more recently I've moved to a, a city called Girona, which is between Barcelona and France. Yeah, so um, in the north northeast is it? It's northeast of Spain. Very northeast, yeah. We're at the yeah. foothills of the of the Pyrenees. So, uh, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's. I mean, for cycling, yeah, that's that's how I'll start off by saying. Brilliant. And so you saying you started cycling in 2015? Is that right? That's when you first got into cycling. Uh, yeah, when I started taking it seriously, right? Like yeah. I, I had a fixed gear before, and I had always enjoyed. I always grew up with a bike. I always had a bicycle, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, like many of us. But I, I had a fixed gear, and I would uh, commute around town. And mm. man, you know, just feeling the freedom of, of of riding, getting out of your house, and riding your bike around the town. Yeah. You know how. You know how it is. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I definitely know that. So that's brilliant. And and if you don't mind, Marty, what, what I would love to do is make this interactive. I think we've already got some people popping in some comments here. I say oh, welcome okay. to everybody. If, if people want to um, ask us any questions or ask you any questions, are you happy just to field them as they come up, just so we can flow with the, the vibe, really? Okay, hey, look, uh, that's uh, Boris. He actually is in the conversation right now. He just wished me happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got some people tuning in that's lovely so we'll, we'll make it interactive that's super interactive i mean someone's right there with you that's fantastic um, Dude, that's like inception right there it is it is um so we we talked a bit about the cycling and and when you started you talked about fixed gear. is it mainly fixed gear cycling that you do now or do you do road stuff as well uh no um well uh, right now it's mostly road i mean yeah. you know with 2020 happening it's been like you know with covid and everything there really hasn't been much going on at all yeah. but uh yeah i still consider myself uh uh uh, a, a lover and a competitor of uh, of fixed gear bicycles. Uh, if a race comes up, I will definitely join in. You jump on it. You jump on it. That's brilliant, Graham. Well, thank, thank you for so much for sharing that. And what you you touched upon it earlier, but something that I ask everyone that comes on is just to talk about what it is about cycling, about cycling that they love, and that gets them the bug to keep doing it as you do. What is it for you? Uh, it's a number of things, but uh, I think the first thing is uh, one of the main things is the, the freedom I think that you get just from riding your bike and the empowerment that you have to that I'm able to just get out and uh, kick my leg over my bike and, and cover long distances, um, uh, you know, and keep my my body in shape. And um, wow, there's so many. I would so I would say freedom. Uh, is having a sound, uh, keeping my body nice and sound and, and yeah. healthy. And yeah. and my cousin just walked in too. Wow, it's a family um, Yeah, and 
And um, yeah, I think those are the two main things. I got into cycling through running. I was a, a marathon runner, did a lot of uh, running that way, and mm-hmm. kind of crossed over the time with uh, with cycling. And uh, one of the people with the group that I ran, their husband was into bikes and introduced me to the, the racing scene in Chicago, which is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Chicago's not very good as far as terrain, but it more than makes up for that uh, as far as the community. So I, yeah, I was hooked after that. Good. And and yeah, so community, body, and freedom. Freedom, freedom. Yes. There you have it. There you have it. And, and with the the sort of riding that you do with the fixed gear, is that doing the sort of crits that you would sort of do, sort of street racing, generally? Uh, uh yeah, for sure. Um, it's funny living in Barcelona. They we have an Olympic velodrome there, but I actually never managed to get up and, and race on it. Mm. But uh, so most of my experience with fixed gear. Um, has been with the uh, with um, with fixed gear racing, and in Spain you have to have a license to race, right? It's not as easy to race here as it is in other countries. So, you know, while I was getting legal and waiting for all my papers and things to to come through, I really only had one choice, and that was fixed gear racing. So. Jumped on that. I had to get the, I had the itch, you know. I had to. Yeah, you had to scratch it. I see. I see. Yeah. Hooked on something good. Um, Jack, Jack's on the road and said, "Well said, so welcome." And thank you, Jack, for the comment. Um, we got pedaling to and fro. I think Vera, that's you. I don't know if you're back from France yet, but thank you so much for for joining us. Um, everyone else is tuned in. So, so, so moving on, um, a little um to your memories on the bike, Marty, because I, being where you are in the foothills of the Pyrenees, I, I've done some of that on the other side in France, scenery stunning. But for you personally, what, what, what would be one of your fondest memories of cycling um, today that you could go share with everybody that's tuned in at the moment? Oh, wow. Well, there's a few. Uh, recently, at least for this year, I think the most memorable one was uh, I, uh, my two really dear friends of mine, Charles, he's from London. Actually, do you know East London Fix? No, I don't know them, no. Another fixed gear team. My friend used to run that team, and uh, with him and my other friend Gabriel, a good Brazilian friend of mine, we all lived in, we were living in Barcelona at the time, and we rode from Barcelona up to a town called Puigcerda, which is in the north, like right at the. You can see France from Puigcerda, yeah. and we rode back the next day, and it ended up being like a four hundred and thirty-five kilometer. Mm, Oh, wow. How much climbing? About 4,000 meters of climbing. But it was great to be with good friends and to, to see all the um, the beautiful land that's here and the roads. It's uh, it was it was great. And it almost didn't happen because Barcelona almost went down on lockdown again. And we were like on the day we're like, listen, we were waiting for the government to make an announcement. Like, listen, if the government doesn't make an announcement by midnight, we're going to do it. If they do make an announcement, we're going to respect the laws and do right. everything right. We didn't hear anything. So we were like, let's bounce for like four or five in the morning. <laughs> five o'clock in the morning before the government woke up, we were up, you know. Yeah, you the road. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that with us. And I think, is this your guy, Boris? Has just dropped a nice comment in there. Do you see that? Yeah, I love you guys. Yeah, thanks, Boris, man. Uh, we're yeah, making cycling more diverse and inclusive. Um, and that's... Uh, Definitely well said, and something else that uh, I hope that we have a chance to kind of uh, touch on today as well. Yeah. Well, I think I think this is a good segue. Thank you, Boris, for that, and I'm definitely going to give you a follow, even though you're a bit far away to fix my bikes. But I'm definitely going to give Boris a follow. Um, He's so, the best. So, what I did want to touch upon is that 
I mean, you might not know this, but I, I probably started following you quite recently. It's probably around July time, probably around the time that I was peppering you with like messages and stuff like that. Um, and the the reason why I followed you is I was just kind of inspired by the, the sort of writing that you seem to do with the pictures and it was like just you looking cool and the photos that you featured in. But also because at the time um, I was inspired to do something myself to try and change the narrative, to try and change what was going on in my world that I'm part of and the depression and the anger I felt, you know, when George Floyd died, I was just like in a funk. I was just like, I need to do something. And it felt to me like you'd kind of taken that and flown off with that, with the formation of the Black Foxes. Um, and so I, I, I've seen a bit about it. Some people here might not know about it. Um, it'd be awesome if you could just share what the Black Foxes is about and, and really what your mission is really because that, that inspired me and hopefully will touch some other people who watch this okay great thank you uh yeah so uh big question i'll start with uh, the black foxes uh, i can't actually take credit for starting the black foxes uh our dear friend uh, aisha and will mm -hmm. uh, are the nucleus of it and there are eight of us and um if you go to our website it's uh, theblackfoxes.com uh we have eight manifesto points which are uh, eight things that we, we, we hope we hope or that we're working for for a site we as hold to kind of move towards. And um, just to make a long story short, one of the things is we want we want um, we want black cyclists to be able to we want us to be able to take hold of our own narratives mm -hmm. um, in the world of cycling and outdoors. I mean really in general, but because mm -hmm. we come from the world of cycling, we're gonna keep it to cycling right now. Good. Um, um, and and yeah, we, we we're working to really address this lack of, of diversity and more importantly inclusion mm. in cycling, right? Because there is a difference between diversity and inclusion, right? We can have a diverse space but not be inclusive, and, and cycling has neither of those. So, uh, for the most part, right? I mean, so I, basically, I, I'm I'm going to do a really bad job of of really describing. Uh, our mission and the best way to do it is to actually check us out at uh, theblackfoxes.com because we have eight festo points yes. and each of us have written uh have done a piece on each of those that will go into each, uh, each of those uh, in more detail yeah in more detail definitely no i i saw that i saw that and um I just want to say a quick hello to my, my, my main man oliver king Gideka, who's just popped in here hi oliver thanks for tuning in and um, not big hey oliver how you doing man but yeah, he's here. He's here. Um, yeah, I, I checked out the website, and and what I liked is I think you talked about or the, the the group talked about diversity plus inclusion plus equity equals I think the ideal workspace. So you're talking about companies, corporates, engendering that. And I looked at that and I thought that's a pretty cool manifesto for the world. Like forget forget the corporate side, you know, like for the world, if we could incorporate diversity, inclusion, and equity then it would be a super cool place to live. And I think many of the problems we're facing now probably wouldn't be there. So um, I like I like how you put that. Oh, you see, you, you're using that. Oh, Charles is here. Charles is here. What's up, Charles? <laughs> Great. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Uh, so, thank you for Big Ham. I think that's your name. I hope I'm not butchering your name. But thank you for uh, and for New Bedford uh, Star Chasers. Thank you, guys, for uh, commenting. And uh, hey, Yuri. 
That's brilliant to see. Hello, Charles, as well. Um, if, if anyone hasn't, I would I would love to recommend that they check out the video. I think was it yesterday that you did this because I haven't finished watching it, but there was you, um, some big cheeses from um, the world of was Shram, Liv, and Velocio. I watched a bit of that, and and some of the other black boxes were on this thing. And if you haven't checked it out, people, please check it out. It was a real good Q and A about, I guess. Maybe Marta, you tell it better than I do. I mean, what what was the premise of that conversation with? Okay, so uh, to go back to what we were saying, we have uh, going back to our eight manifesto points. That was an extension of the eighth manifesto uh, point, which is uh, which was the the, the essay that. That I wrote uh, with uh, with, lot, with some help from our other fox Alexa, and and basically we wanted to speak with industry leaders and, and have a chance for for our community to ask them questions uh, about what they're doing about uh, the lack of diversity inclusion in their companies. So we actually sourced questions from our community uh, and basically just were channels for those questions. For uh, we had uh, Kate from SRAM, Brooke from uh, Live Cycling, Live Giant, and we also had um, Brad from uh, Velocho, yeah. uh, which are three companies that, uh, well, personally, I work personally with each of those three companies, but Live Giant um, uh, are formal sponsors of, of the Black Foxes, and we just wanted to have a panel about that. We think. I thought that it came up because I was like, you know what? Most of the companies aren't doing anything, especially after the George Floyd uh, lynching. Uh, a lot of companies were like on putting up black posts and saying, oh, blah, blah, blah. But like, really, like, is, is when the steam dials dies down over this George Floyd and the next unarmed black person gets killed by law enforcement or by some white supremacist, are you companies still going to be on board about mm. having an inclusive workspace? Are you still going to be on board about uh, uh, opening your markets to communities of colors? Is that going to happen? We don't know. Um, but these are things that we want to bring that we intend to bring head on to the cycling industry uh, because cycling has been uh, the industry of cycling has been, how can I say, like really quiet on this. And to me, in my opinion, and actually all of our opinions, if you are quiet during times like this, in my book, you are a racist. Mm. You, are that person that, you are that person that, that, that Dr. King talks about. You know, we know the racists, we know the KKK, we know the, the neo-Nazis, but it's most of society, right, that let these types of things happen and say things like, oh, well, you know, that's the way the world is. Or, oh, you know, people have been fighting us since the beginning of humanity. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. I'm tired of hearing those things. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So and cycling and cycling is a is a is a huge perpetrator in staying silent on this. Yeah. We, we, I've been having some debate on social media with some other folks, actually. And, and it's, it's no different over here with our British cycling, our, our governing body. Nothing. You look on their Instagram, you look on anything. There's nothing really being said about it. Um, and it's a phenomenal opportunity to say where you stand. Like for for me, it, it, it need not be difficult. And I think Will said it on your video that he can hear the crickets when it comes to cycling. He can really hear the crickets. Football made a stand. People had stuff printed on their sh soccer. You know, they had stuff printed on their shirt. They've taken a stand. Basketball, baseball, loads of sports have, but cycling we haven't. But you know what? My thing is, and the reason why I started this was really individuals together can make a massive change. Like we link arms, 
we're, we're stronger than than anybody that I know. And when we start to do that, and then the corporations take note, and they make changes, then government will take note. So let's start where we are. Let's start doing exactly the stuff that you're doing. And eventually, there will be no sort of place to sort of sit around and say nothing. But for you to have like, I think, was, did you have the global marketing manager from Liz? There's some pretty hard working people that you had. I'm sorry, what's that? You said again, Kofi? You had some pretty senior people. Um, I think we were the global head of marketing for Lyft that you had. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was yeah, Kate. Kate's the, the, the global head of, of, yeah. of marketing for Lyft. Brilliant. And I think um, to, for bringing that exposure, that, that level of seniority to the table and asking them questions, and what they came out with was, was wow, it was powerful stuff. So anyone who hasn't seen it, I definitely say, please do check out that Black Boxes website and then you can jump off from there to the youtube video isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh and yeah i like what kate was saying um about um by the way kate is one of the people is one of the few people in the mm. industry that is truly about it yeah okay because it's easy to say you're an ally right it's mm. different to show that you're an ally True. right and and in my opinion, like, uh, and, and with my experience, she has shown herself to be an ally for the long term change that uh, cycling uh, needs. Um, another thing that we, I'm going to just kind of piggyback on this. I don't want to cut you off, but I really, really, really like need to call out who's the biggest name? Who gets out? Let me ask you a question. What online channel do you think reaches the most cyclists globally? When you go to YouTube and you want to learn something about cycling, where would you go? I would probably go to somewhere like the Global Cycling, GCN. Exactly. Now, when you look at GCN staff, when you look at GCNs, uh, you've probably been watching them for a while. Yeah. Have they said anything? I may have missed a few episodes, right? They put out a lot of content, but from what I see, they haven't said anything yeah. about I'm, any of this. They, they have to be wrong. Yeah, they've done it a little bit. They've done a little bit and they they came out and this is a, a challenge. They came out and said some stuff just a little while back, but this was the first thing that I'd seen. Um, and they got absolutely smashed. Like the, the keyboard warriors were going into overdrive about what they were doing and people called them out on the panel that they had and stuff. And, and over here, we've got, we've got a network that's led by a guy I know, Manny Arthur, called the Black Cyclist Network. Um, and recently mm -hmm. we did some sort of interactions with them where I think they went on a ride together and stuff like that. And um, they, they, they are trying, but they recognize and they put in what they said that, you know, looking at the presenters that we've got, we need to do better because it's like an all white cast, you know, talking to an audience. And, and that's why I'm not, I'm not here to dwell on it too much. I think we can, like you say, own your own narrative, isn't it? Like we are here, we've got platforms, let's use them and let's, encourage more people to get into it because i think at a recreational level cycling is really diverse but when you look at and i think you had the tour on behind you would we have like one black rider i think it was on earlier kevin, kevin razor yeah this year only one yeah you know and and I, I don't think that's down to lack of athletic talent or ability so something in some ways going wrong so you know something, something. yeah there's definitely something going wrong and you know good i mean if they've done a little something that's here but i gotta say Listen, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 42, man. I don't have time. I don't have time to be like, oh yeah, they did a little piece here. Oh, they yeah. went on a little bike ride. I want to see like, I want to see substantial things. I want to see yeah. them bring in because we have tons of qualified black riders. We have tons of black people. We've been here. We've been in the game, right? 
Uh, I forgot. You guys have uh, what's his name? Who owns that shop up there in London? Uh, Dever Cycles, whatever his name is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dev, um, Dever Cycles. We've been here. Yeah. You th are you thinking? Is it Maurice Burton? I think so. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, we've been here, right? If there's like, oh, well, we don't know, or like, we want to stay, or like, whatever, like, listen, yeah. we're here. This is 2020. We have Instagram. We have the internet, and there are no excuses anymore, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, let, um, I want to keep it moving because we, I think we could stay on this topic and this could be the whole conversation. Uh, <laughs> the Hulk. <laughs> Mark, don't, eat, don't break it, Marty. Stay with me. Stay with me. So, what, one of the things I'm going to ask you, and this is my last thing on this before we move it, the, 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 the challenges are many. Like, I give you the power. 10 million euros is all I've got. I'm giving it to Marty. Marty, what would you do with that 10 million euros to try and increase? representation, participation, diversity, and inclusion within the sport. Any ideas? Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that one. No. We keep it, we keep it stretch out. on your toes. Stretch out. 10 million euros. 10 million euros. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, uh, that's a big question. I would say... Uh, there are tons of I can't say the specifics, but I would use that money to help hope if this if this is the pathway that we have, like as uh, as black riders, as the uh, IPOC riders, if this is the stream of our entrance, I would I can't go into the details now, but if this is the way to get into cycling, I would I would if this is the highway of two lanes, I would open two or three more lanes. Right. I would make, I would somehow use that money to find ways to make cycling more accessible and even more of a viable option for us to think about, right? I would, I would use some of that money for more of us to be like, ooh, cycling, wow. Mm -hmm. I, like before, I never knew to even think about that. But now here it is. There's an option here on the table yeah. that I can use and, oh, and there are pathways um, that I can use to get into cycling per my desire, uh, per my, if I want to compete or if I just want to ride, or if I just want to get a bike and yeah. then start uh, being able to even commute on a bike, yeah. right? Open those uh, those pathways. I would also use that money to uh, maybe work with uh, infrastructures with the cities to help better cycling infrastructure, uh, yeah. particularly in, in, in areas uh, that are predominantly people of color, um, because... I know that it's simple economics. I know that if I open up more infrastructure for cycling, I know that there's going to be less car traffic. I know that people are going to be healthier. I know that uh, it's going to overall help the economy because people are going to save money. Uh, yeah. Less crowded buses. I would use the money for, for things like that. Brilliant, brilliant. I, it's, a, it's a big, big question, and it's one that I often sort of think about, and I'm glad because what you said kind of mirrors some of the thinking I've got, I think, is that the grassroots, and I'd love to do, if it wasn't for, you know, the pandemic we're in, I'd love to use, you know, the platform that I've got, small as it is, growing as it is, to get into schools and to encourage people. But I think there's that piece about inclusion. You know, we can, diversity will get you the numbers, but once you're there, do you feel like you want to stay there? Like, is there anyone else repping? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. That's no, that's a great point because the thing is, like, you know, a company can hire a black person, right? But are yeah. they taking steps to 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 
to really like hear that, listen, and like hear this person's point of view to maybe help as a company. If I'm a private company, hey, companies are out to make money. It's a private industry, no problem. But if I'm at a board table, I'm making decisions for a company. I'm like, hmm. If I can get someone that is uh, that has a vested interest in this community onto my team, yeah, then I know that's going to be good for my business, right? Because it it's going to open my market, right? It makes sense, right? And, 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 and sorry, sorry. No, 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 please, please. No, 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 and just like if I know that I can, like, hey, I have this person on my team now, and I know, like, wow, I, I'm, I'm curious, right? Like, I want to listen to this person's stories. I want to hear this person's point, points of view yeah. about things. You know, it's always good to have like a, 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 a more than one or two sets of eyes on a particular topic. And if I can get a diverse uh, like a vision from a different angle, I know that's just going to be good for my business. Hundred percent. And I, and I'll back that up from a personal perspective. In that previously, before you know that the, the real pinch point for me or the, the boom in terms of awareness with George Floyd dying, I would just go online and I'd see stuff and I'd buy stuff um, as I saw fit. And I think for me, I'd, and I don't know if you feel the same, Marty, now when I'm spending money, before I do that, I do some research and I look at the company and I look at what they're marketing and I look to see, is there any diversity in there? Like, do, do you want my money? Because if you do, then... I'm not saying everyone needs to look like me, but at least the old person might look like me. And I'm, if I'm not seeing that, then I'm thinking, you don't really want me to spend my money with you. And, and there's loads of people that I know that are thinking the same. So it's, it's it commercially, it makes sense to cover the different shades that we've got as our rainbow nation is, um, because representation inspires people to do more stuff. So that's my small piece on it. That's my small piece on it. Um, I... I agree, one hundred and ten percent, one hundred and ten percent. And 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 we have to hold the. We have to. I think that we need to hold, just like we hold our politicians accountable, or, or yeah. not. But like we should be holding these companies yeah. and these these cycling bodies, like British Cycling and UCI, right? We need to hold them accountable, right? Yeah. And, and be like, while they may not directly be involved in keeping us out, they are not breaking down barriers, and yeah. they are not recognizing that in their breaking down of these barriers they're not seeing that in the long run this is good for them yeah 100 percent. i think your your friend charles was on here and i don't know charles if you're still here maybe give us a wave but charles made a point earlier on which was around that last year there was a diversity report that um a, a guy who i got to know recently andy edwards um he produced with yui um manny arthur from bcn janaid from the brothers on but loads of people and, and it wasn't commissioned by the uh, British cycling, but it was certainly shared and published. And hey, Charles, Charles is still here, so yeah. Uh, yeah, he's still here. Thanks, Charles. Um, and that report, really, and the recommendations of how you build a more inclusive cycling society, could have done so much, but it hasn't been taken forward. So I'm pause on that point. More could be done. I'm about being active as you are. Um, what do you say? I don't know about you, but recently I kind of take it to seeing stuff online and then I might just jump in there. And I'm, but now I've stopped because I'm like, I can't change the hearts and minds of people. And I think you just have to stay where you are. And I, I do me, you do you, and that stuff. But I've seen a lot of people make this comment around, you know, brands. And maybe this is why brands don't want to do anything. You know, brands should stay out of politics. I want the brand to be about my cycling clothes or my whatever. Stay out of politics. What, what, what's your view on that? that, that? That, that's my view, my, well, that, just like I said before, it's like the, what I call what I think is passive racism to say, oh, we want to stay out of politics. We don't want to talk about this. That is a political decision. Mm -hmm. That's a decision saying that 
hey, things are the way they are, and you know, I don't care, and 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 that change doesn't really um, uh, doesn't affect me. And I think that's really selfish. And not only that, it's very short sighted. And like I said again, it's uh, I think it's uh it's it's actually self damaging. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think when they say I want to stay out of politics, athletes should stay out of politics. These companies should stay out of politics. Oh well, we're we don't want to stay. That is a political decision. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's, a, it's very difficult. I can see it from a point of view, not saying I agree with this at all, but it's, it's uncomfortable. I think if I'm honest, like I'm late to the party of being active to try and do anything positive because my life's comfortable. I've got like a lovely multicultural family and New Bedford's case is completely agree. It's not political, but people say it. People exactly, will say it. exactly. New Bedford, good, good man. Diversity and inclusion is not a partisan issue. No. And, the, yeah. And, and to add to that, you know, like, it's sometimes I think when people think about it, they might be thinking about limitations. Like if you get more black people in or more people of color or, you know, women or lesbians or gay people in, then you're reducing the opportunities for others. But for, the way I see it is that by combining our forces, we can make so much more than we have right now. You know, we could unleash talent in ways that we've never done before. So try and see it in the way that it's additive. It's not taking anything away, if, if ever. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 exactly. No, what you're saying is exactly what it's like. I think what you're saying is a lot. Most people, when they say, oh, if you give opportunities to other people, it's taking opportunities away from me. It's like, no, this isn't a zero sum game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there is uh, everyone games, right? Yes. And let, let me tell you, like, uh, I, I mentioned in a post to mine sometime recently, it's like, dude, like, a rainforest is beautiful because of its what diversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what makes a rainforest beautiful. Understand? Yeah. It's beautiful because it has different plants and different animals and, and different colors and things like that, right? Sure. Like, dude, like that's why everyone that's why everyone outside of cycling says cycling's all boring and dry. You know what? Because it is. <laughs> Sure. At the moment, but it doesn't have to be, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to be, and that's what we're all. That's what you, people like you and and the foxes and people like other people with best interest are trying to change in yeah. cycling. You know, hundred percent. Because we, you know, we're here. The diversity is definitely here. If there's no platform, we'll make our own and we'll, we'll chat. We'll have fun while we're doing it too. So on onto the subject that I, I love talking about representation. Like I um, have had guests on before, and I, I'll, I'll often ask them and friends, and, and I'll ask them about people that inspire them to do what they do. Do you have any individuals that have been, I guess, beacons of light in your life that you look up to? Um, maybe a couple. It could be inside cycling, it could be outside cycling, but just curious to get to know you a bit better. In that regard. Oh, man. Uh, inside cycling and outside cycling. Um, you could do one well, in I can say this. I'll say initially, like, I don't know Justin Williams or Corey Williams or the Legion guys personally. Yeah. Uh, we were in the same, like, race when we did Red Hook in Milan and stuff like that. And uh, I've seen their posts, but I remember the first time that I saw Aisha is one person. Justin was another person. When I saw him, I was like, what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, wow, that's amazing. Right. And I'm just going to start off by saying that reaction that people have when they see people like just Aisha, this is part of the problem. Yeah. When people say, oh, wow, great. Well, black cycles. That's a problem. When people say, oh, this is like a crazy, amazing thing. Yeah. It shouldn't be. I want it to be boring again. Right. Mm-hmm. But boring and, and and diverse. Right. Where it's like mm-hmm. people don't associate cycling with whiteness. 
So Aisha was the first big inspiration in all the work that she's doing right now inside cycling. Um, the stuff that Justin has done with Legion, the way that he's bringing up these young cyclists of color, you know, dudes giving up opportunities to race uh, and then and, and the Peloton in Europe to do what he's doing now. Um, uh, outside of cycling, uh, wow, there's a, there's a lot. Um, there's a lot, um, but I, I would have to say, I don't know, Bernie Sanders, man. Okay, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Go, Bernie, brilliant. Thank you for that. And, and I mean, a lot of people will, will, will know the people that you refer to. So Justin Williams, you've, you've named it. Aisha McGowan is the other individual that you've talked about and, and definitely one of the Foxes and someone that I've been following for a while, trying to get her to call to me. So if you can call her to me after this, tell her to reply to my messages, please, Marty. That would be brilliant. Because uh, I'd love to hear what you've got to say. Um, but, I'll, but do the, I'll do what I can. Thank you, thank you. Um, in sure. terms of like a mantra, a motto for you in terms of your life and the way you live, the compass or the values of the goals that you have, is there anything that sticks in your head that every day you wake up and that's your, that's the thing, that's the playback in your head that you kind of, you, you focus on? Uh, I think... I think the, I don't know, the, I, the, the, could be sorry, but the first thing that popped to my mind is when you, uh, when I think uh, we'll see. Yeah. And what I say that, I say that because um, day by day, I mean, everything we do has to be day by day. Mm. And we can't live life with uh, expectations, uh, with, with with lots of expectations, I think. And I think 2020 has been a, a great teacher for that fact. Yeah. Uh, so always like, we'll see. Things are happening. Oh, things when you say, oh, things are looking really good. Like, is it going to happen? Come on. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Or like, oh, man, things looking really bad right now. Like, like right now, the state of the world looks like it's literally burning around us. Things appear that like it's like like the apocalypse right now. Yeah. <sighs> Let's breathe. We'll see. Right. Like each breath. We take one breath at a time. We take one step at a time. That's all we can do because we can't really touch the future. Right. The future doesn't exist. You can't touch it. All we have is now. And we have to take that right now with what we're doing. What are we doing right now? What are we going to do today? Uh, these goals that we have. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. I think it's uh, it's something that's close to my heart in so far as uh, I've, got, I've got a tattoo on my arm, which is a yin and a yang, the fifth round, because the way I see it, the light, lightness will follow darkness and darkness will, and, and vice versa. So it is that evolving cycle. Um, mine, which I've shared before, and I know Yuri buys into this, if she's still on it, she ducked out from her class, I think, to join us. But, um, it's, it's just start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. You know, like that is my, my motto right now and it's what's playing on in my loop in my head in that each of us has a power to be active and make a decision about how you want to live your life and how you want to be as a human being. And that for me has been working brilliantly. You know, I have an idea, speak to some people, collaborate. This is its case in point. And then it grows from there. So you just imagine something put some steps into place to make it happen use the network that you've got around you and people will come out from everywhere doors will just open like this conversation right now like a year ago would i ever spoke to marty merit probably not but now we're here which happened so and um, uh, so so i love that so thank you and, and back to the bike actually back to you so when we were talking about how am i going to promote real this, quick oh, uh, i just want to say martin all is good 
Alles goed. He's my friend from the Netherlands, my teammate from uh, okay. the Netherlands. Martin is here, and oh, New Bedford, like, yeah. Um, and yes, New Bedford, you are right. We are definitely entering into a new global uh, state of, um, God willing, uh, awakening. Um, but like I said, nothing comes without a price, and I think right now we're, we're, we're yeah, we're, we're seeing that. And good, Martin. I hope you come back to Spain soon, man, so we can race. Get ready for this winter training, homie. <laughs> Brilliant. Hi, anyway. Martin. Good stuff. Yeah, no, thank, um, thank you for jumping on that, actually. Um, yeah, no, well, I was going to touch about, upon plant-based diet. So when, when we were talking about how do I promote this, you said the plant-based tutor and psychic. And I'm curious, for anyone out there that is on a plant-based diet or thinking of being on one, there's lots written about the health benefits. How do you stay fueled? I'm, I'm ignorant, so just educate me on this. Like, how do you stay fueled for, certainly if you're doing longer rides with a plant-based diet, um, what, what are some of the hints and tips and tricks that you might pick up that others might benefit from, you know? Uh, well, I mean, plant-based diet, first thing I think about when you're in a sport like recovery, uh, you, uh, I think, well, when we say plant-based, let's say, let's, let me relate, a whole foods plant-based diet uh is um well it's the it's the key to longevity and and to and to and to, and to long-term health mm -hmm. uh the first thing is if you're a cyclist and you're competing um you will recover faster uh mm -hmm. you just recover faster with the plant-based diet we can go into this into this has levels too so this has okay. levels but um give me, give me, give me the price list so people can take something away uh let's see um as far as fueling is concerned uh Rice cakes, those are plants. Um, uh, Cliff Bar, they do a lot of, uh, of, of vegan um, uh, products. Um, a lot of pre-fueling uh, and post-fueling you can do. I get a lot of my protein. I know that you're going to that protein question, right? Where do you get your protein? And um, uh, quite honestly, like... Uh, when we eat animal protein, we're actually eating a secondary protein. I mean, grass has protein. Cows eat grass. We yeah. eat cows. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. Uh, so there's protein everywhere. The whole, I think, protein thing, it's got a lot of kind of myths, like mystery shrouded around it. Um, um, but, uh, but yeah, another thing I like about being plant based is I really don't have to like calorie count that much. No, right? Just eat. So, you Brilliant. Yeah, I'm I'm eating, if I'm eating plants, fruits and vegetables and, and grains, I really don't need to worry about like, oh, wow, yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, Charles makes really good vegan energy balls and rice cakes. And Charles, my, my other teammate Craig made the coconut rice cakes for our race this past weekend, and it was it was grown. Thank you, Big Ham, for staying with us. Uh, I hope to see you soon. Have a great have a great weekend. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't want to sound too preachy about it. I don't know. Like it's a choice. The first, basically, it's a choice that I've that made over time. It wasn't a day to day uh, Monday to Tuesday thing. Um, I, I didn't get along with rail with milk or with cheese, so I it just kind of started. And the more yeah. I read and the more I educated myself, the more I learned. And the more I learned, the more I felt, wow, I have a responsibility to kind of, kind of do the right thing for my body and for the environment. I mean, like, mm -hmm. dude, the the most reason why these forests are burning, not the ones like recently in California, but the reason why they tear down these forests is is is, is to plant food to give to cows to give to people which yeah. is inherently a bad economic model 
Yeah. No, right? I get you. I because get you the, the, amount of, the amount of food that cow and water that cow has to eat and drink by the time it's you massive. slaughter it could, could, could feed tens of thousands of people, whereas that one cow feeds 40 people. So that in and of itself is reason, let alone to mention the health benefits and things like yeah. that. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And if, if anyone's in doubt, look, follow, follow Marty Moore just to see some of the sort of creations that you come up with. So thank you. Thank What's you up, for What's up, Tim? Good to see you here, man. I love how you're flipping the language. So you speak Dutch and Spanish? And uh, uh, my second language is uh, Portuguese. I lived in Brazil for five years, and my my my, my third language now is uh, Spanish. And, and and being in Barcelona, Catalan. Catalan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, learn a little bit here and there. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I want to say hi to a couple of people. Um, for Theo, a good friend of mine, he's on here. Ukash as well. I see you in the house as well. Um, so thanks everyone for joining through their lunchtime. Um, you know, I want to again keep it flowing, keep it moving. I love it because I think it's just a nice vibe and it's a nice back and forth. I wanted to talk a bit about um, you as an individual. So if I get to come to Girona one day, one day, and I come to visit you. What, what are we eating? Where are we going? What, what would you recommend in this spot? That I need oh, to check out. I, I can tell you right now. We're gonna eat. We're gonna bring you here to the place called Ors Kategori, which is uh, you can see. Uh, oh, look at these. Look at oh, first of all, let me show you guys. Look at these classic bikes up here. Oh look my goodness! Here. What's going on? It's like a museum. It's like a museum, and obviously, it's they got a cycle. Uh, they always have quality, quality television, and. Um, it's locally run uh, yeah. by a guy named Josep. Uh, he's a really nice guy. And they have uh, a large selection of vegetarian and vegan options as well. You don't have to have vegan or vegetarian if that's not your, not your jam. Yeah. But it's a great space where you can come. And uh, we're going to, first of all, here's what I'm going to do. You get in the Girona. Yeah. We meet somewhere down here in downtown Girona, maybe here. Uh, have a coffee. Go out for one of the rides in one of the... Uh, hundreds of routes that you could that spider out from the center of down of downtown Girona, uh, at the foothills of the Pyrenees, feeling the cool Spanish breeze oh, through I'm our so, helmets. I'm so right? I'm so you, Are you feeling me? Do, do you close your eyes? Right. We're gonna we're gonna come back. Tailwinds, obviously. Tailwinds, always a tailwind. Back in town. We don't mess with it. We'll come back to Ors Categori, right? Uh, or one of the other cafes we have. We have a number of this blend. Uh, tons of places here to get good food and just ride and enjoy not enjoy being in a smaller town uh, with sunshine and, I mean, uh, cycling that you could only dream about. Amazing. I'm sold. As soon as I get my passports that I'm there, I'm going to be up there. So that's fantastic. And when it comes to like music, do you do, do you do some indoor training at all? Like do you use any of the turbo training programs with Trainer Road, any of that stuff? I do. I do Trainer Road. I love Trainer Road. Okay. Fantastic. Everyone, Trainer Road. Um, <laughs> and I do, I do actually, uh, I'm kind of between like a weird season and we're getting into training for the next season. So I was actually on Plan Builder, the Trainer Road Plan Builder, uh, last night. I'm looking at this, starting to put next season into my mind. Right. Um, and as far as music is concerned, um, I go pretty much across the board. I'm not a big country fan, but I'm, I'm an open-minded 
person yeah. of old school hip hop. Okay. So what, what, if you could, like, what's playing at the moment? Like, what's the last thing that you listen to? Because I do this, not to catch you out or anything, it's just because I'm, I'm always learning. When I asked Yuri, she put me onto some proper roach, which I remembered I checked out. A bit hard for me, but it channels the inner Hulk in her and makes her powerful when she's about to kick off on a race. You probably know from your time together, but well, any songs that you, that get you amped up, ready to, ready to start what you need to do when you're about to race? Uh, yeah, anything by Slayer, I'm, I'm on to. Slayer, how come Slayer. Slayer? Slayer. Oh, yeah, Slayer. It's a good band. Okay, okay. I'll check Met that out. It's metal. Okay, I'll check that out. Antoine, welcome. Thanks for joining as well. Oh, um, Antoine Savat is one of my students from uh from uh, four times a year. I go up to Belgium to teach at English camps. Antoine's one of my students. Antoine, oh, how are you? Are you, pra- are you practicing your English, man? Opportunity to check it. So at the moment when you're in Girona. Work-wise, you teaching, you tutoring and stuff like that? Is that how you process on the time? Yeah, I actually have my phone propped against my computer, which is like my workstation. And most of the work I do is either tutoring for um, standardized tests for university, like SAT or mm-hmm. the TOEFL. And uh, also I do uh, some uh, English as a second language class, uh, English okay. for business. Brilliant. Um, Sometimes I'm in Belgium working uh, during English camps, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place with, uh, with that. But when I got here, uh, when, I, when I left the U.S., I, I didn't really have a job, I mean, like a, a company to work for, but I knew that I spoke English. I'm like, oh, well, you know, that's that's a skill, yeah. uh, and it's, there's definitely a demand for English here. So, yeah, I pretty much work teaching languages or, or, or tutoring on my computer. That's fantastic. And I don't know if you can see it on your side, but on my side here, there's a lot of hearts that are popping up. So people are feeling what you're saying and sharing encouragement. So we love that. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, but yeah. well, I, I know that you had to squeeze this in and move some classes. So I'm getting close to trying to wrap this up with you. Um, not that I want to, but... No, 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 it's, 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 uh, it's 2.30 right now here. It's 1.30 where you are, right? About that, almost, yeah. Um, so. Okay, no, we can, we can keep going. I'll let you know. Okay, fine. So I think we've got, we've, yeah, we've got probably about nine minutes till they kick us off anyway. But um, I wanted to just find out in terms of the future. So from a cycling perspective, I know this has been a bit funky. Things have been on hold, resetting, all that sort of stuff. Are there any big goals or goals just in general that you've got for your cycling in the coming season, in the coming year? Uh, short-term goal is to be able to... Uh, Inter, uh, well, first of all, these uh, uh, road racing here in Spain is, uh, relatively speaking, compared to the United States, is, is, is very high. So one of the goals I have for next year is to actually finish road racing. I'm going to put this out with the universe to everyone. Um, they're tough races uh, uh, for someone uh, uh, like myself who's uh, not a born climber. So that's uh, an area of my cycling that I... Uh, will be improving and working on uh, because if you're racing road in Spain, you are climbing. Period. Um, other long-term goals would be, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning, I, I recently turned 42 last, actually seven days ago. No. 18, six days ago. Um, and what I want to do, uh, Kofi, is uh, through the training and through what I'm doing, I, 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 one of my things is I really want to continue to train hard and continue to make uh, the gains where I'm able to make gains uh, in my cycling and in my in, in, in competitions. Um, 
which is kind of partly where the diet thing kind of runs in. You know, like in order to perform, you need to recover well. So what types of foods can I eat to recover well to be ready? And try to create, like I want to, I want to break that stereotype of like, oh, you know, you're over 40. Uh, you can't race anymore or, you know, this, that and the other. I, I don't, I don't, that doesn't really sit well with me no. um, when you have, uh, do you know, do you follow Rich Roll? Do you know Rich Roll? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, Rich, Rich Roll has a, uh, a podcast. He's like 52 or something like that, but he's like a crazy like Iron Man okay. uh, athlete. And like, I want to be like guys like him or like my, my ex-coach, my coach in Chicago, uh, uh, Newt, right, who's like 52 and still like in great shape and in great health and still competing and still making personal records. And, you know, I want to be uh, an example of that reality because I think that we've grown up. You and I, we've grown up as like, oh, after 30 or after 40, uh, you're old, right? But look at this. To take extremes, we have people like Roger Federer, right? He's pushing forty. Yeah. We have people like, like there's some in the peloton that are in that are forty years old, right? Yeah. And I want to make this. I want to live to show that, man. You know what? You know, forty is the new twenty-five. Oh, uh, is uh, the new thirty. I'll, I'll, I'll add to that. So um, I, I know you haven't had the chance to catch all of the podcasts that I've done, but um, about two weeks ago, I did one with a gentleman called JJ Jonathan Joseph, who goes by the name DJ Spoon over here, I don't know if you've come across him at all, but um, he picked up cycling in May and turned 50 in June um, and I, I had the opportunity to go riding with him on the weekend, just gone on Saturday, just in new parts of, of the UK in Hertfordshire and the guy absolutely finished my legs and I'm, I'm not there yet, so he is so strong in like four months because he dedicates himself and he trains that it's giving you a new vision of what is possible. Like I'm looking at you thinking 42, ooh, I could do that, 50 and doing what he's doing where my legs almost fell off the next day um, is incredible. So there's no reason why we can't keep pushing, which is brilliant. But, but Marty, look, you've been a group and I don't want this to cut off from us. So before we sort of wrap up and I just talk a little bit about Bye for Unity, is there anything that you'd like to share or tell people about? And obviously people can watch this back later on and stuff and we could post it and share it and whatever. But anything that we've not touched upon that's important to you that you want to talk about at the moment? Um, cycling related or non-cycling related? Are we sticking with cycling? The floor is open. It's wherever you want to take it, my man. Whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, just take it. What's on my mind right now? Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is the planet, you know, um, which is partly where uh, I, a lot of these things come in, the state of the planet that we live, where we live right now, not just politically, but just environmentally. Uh, I'm extremely concerned about where we're heading, and I'm extremely concerned about the, the impact that Homo sapiens have had on this beautiful beautiful place that has been given to us um that's that's i wake up let me put it this way i think that i may suffer from a low level low low level of, of depression because i wake up every morning and and, and and mother earth is on my my mind when i wake up every day like like what are we doing what are we doing yeah. right and yeah and then that what goes back into like what i say it all and it's all full circle it's all connected right this is where like the diet comes in this is where like our our, our habits and, and, and how we live our lives all come in right because we don't get a second earth you know there's no bars we're talking about bars we're talking about bars for 
I don't want to live on Mars anyway. I want to live here. <laughs> true. It's true. It's so true. And, you know, tie, tie that into the benefits that you get from cycling. So we talk about the physical, we talk about the mental, uh, we talk about the camaraderie, all of those benefits, but the environmental one is a big one as well, right? Yeah, the big one. Um, so, look, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. I want to say a big shout out to uh, Castle. Castle for you is on here, who he's doing his thing, leading a group called the Soul Riders um, here in the UK. They've got an amateur cycling club going on at the moment, um, which is brilliant. Castle, yeah, who's doing the Soul Riders. A uh, shout out to Prem Mark, Farouk, everybody that tuned in to join us. Um, my, what I was going to say is, like, the, the, the three key ways that Ride for Unity is trying to increase diversity and participation so we do this so hopefully someone's going to see you and be like that dude plant-based living his life caring about the planet talk to there's hope i want to do that so that's one the second thing is we've got the ride for unity um strava club so if you mess with strava you can join that um i will yeah, uh, and, for sure. No, I, I would be an honor. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely inviting. And what I do is just to have some fun to encourage participations. Every week we have like a top ten, um, and I post that on a Monday to see who's traveled the furthest distance. Just for some fun, encourage people to take part. And then the third thing is we have like indoor rides. So Wednesday, well, Wednesday's ride for Unity Day. Let's put it that way. So indoors or outdoors, I'm trying to encourage people to do 45 minutes of in, tag it on whatever medium you use, ride for Unity. Um, and we were starting to do some outdoor rides, but obviously with the conditions being what they are, that's on ice at the moment. But there's more to come. Um, so if you've liked yeah. what you've heard, anyone that's tuned in, please continue to follow and, and support. Um, and Marty, I just really want to say thank you. Thank you for accepting my my um, request, my, my request to join. No. And, and it's been brilliant. No, man. You don't, need to, you don't need to thank me, man. Thank you for what you're doing. And... Like, like I said, man, like you, we have, we, I, I'm, I feel, I'm, I'm really happy to see, like we have like Ordering with the Foxes, but I'm happy to see what, what you're doing as well. I think it's, it's crucial that, uh, that, that we do this, like that we're, that we're doing what we're doing as cyclists of color, as, yeah. as, as human beings. Mm -hmm. And, um, no, so I, I thank you for inviting me on. I really oh, appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. No, I'm, 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 I'm inspired, and, and there's lots of things coming through. But look, my, my, my ending note, and it's going to end in a second, is let's just be active. If you see something, you feel something's not right, don't sit back and think you can't do anything. We've got the power. So I've got T minus 30 seconds to go. I think it's a good note to end on. And wish everyone just an amazing weekend, Marty. I look forward to being in Corona with you. It'll be wicked. Yeah, well, listen, if you do end up coming, uh, you're all invited. Um, we we'd love to have you. Another thing, uh, please text me or send me the things with the hashtags and the things okay. like everything that you said at the end, so that I can I can I'll do that and pass that on to my cool. people.